Welcome to the Inside Aesthetics Podcast. Our mission is to strip away the myths and hype that often surround the aesthetics industry. Inside Aesthetics aims to get to the bottom of the important topics that concern medical and allied health professionals, as well as the consumers themselves. We'll be showcasing the thoughts and experiences of experts in their respective fields. Each podcast will focus on a specialty, including surgery, non-surgical procedures, nutrition, well-being, and business knowledge from the personalities that have helped shape our industry. This podcast and its related publications provide news and general educational information about cosmetic procedures and well-being. It does not promote or endorse any cosmetic procedure, brand, or product. You should seek professional medical assessment before considering any treatment. Dr. Jake Sloan is a cosmetic doctor and expert in injectable treatments. He trained as a general surgeon in the UK and Australia for over a decade. Jake now specialises in non-surgical procedures and is a national trainer for one of the global leaders in aesthetic medicine. David Siegel has been in the industry for over 10 years. He currently owns three laser and cosmetic injectable clinics. He has worked alongside multiple key individuals who have helped shape the Australian cosmetic world. He's a published author and entrepreneur. Good evening, David. Hello, Jake. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How was your day? Um, what's today? Monday. Is it Monday? Yeah. It is, all day. It's been good. It's been good. Working hard. Always. Making the dollar. Always. Or trying. Um, we thought we, we would, uh, I guess, do a bit of a episode zero, as it were, mm. about uh, why we're doing the podcast, who we are. We've, uh, just for some context, if you're listening, we've actually recorded six now, haven't we? Uh, six, seven. Yeah. Um, but it, it made sense to actually slot this one in as our first one, just so people have some idea of who these books are. <laughs> <laughs> who we are, why we're doing it, what it's all about. Yeah. So go for it. You, you introduce, uh, well, yourself first. Hi, I'm David. <laughs> What's your age? <laughs> <laughs> We're both 38. There you go. Yes. Same day, same year. Same. It's a bit spooky, really. Yeah. Um, so th- my name's David, uh, last name Siegel. Been working in the cosmetic industry for, ooh, I don't know, a long time, 12, 10, 12 years, maybe a bit more. Yeah. Um, I, st- I didn't start in this industry, obviously. I started working in the fitness industry. So I worked for Fitness First. For a number of years, started. Please tell it. me you're an aerobics instructor. No, <laughs> <laughs> I've burnt all my pink, pink sweat brands and <laughs> leotards. Yeah, um, started as a, at Fitness First as a membership consultant, so I was one of those annoying people that would try and um, get you in for, a fr- yeah, get you in for a free. To basically, imply that you were unfit and you needed to get into the gym. Right. Um, did that for a while, then moved into management, managed their clubs. Met a chap along the way and we, he asked me to come and work for him importing lasers from overseas. Hmm. Um, this is the abridged version, by the way. Well, I'm assuming you mean bet- yeah. sort of hair removal yeah. and not to kill people. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> not giant laser beams, no. Um, and yeah, so we did that for a little while. Um, then I met a doctor who I went into partnership with or in business with in Double Bay, a clinic called Cosmos. Hmm. Um, and I started there, started that business with him and we worked together for a number of years and that's gone on to be, you know, hugely successful business. Um, then I went out and worked for, um, I decided I wanted to, I guess, a change of direction and went and 
started working for Laser Clinics Australia mm. um, when they were very much in their infancy. So I think when I joined, they had, oh gosh, four, four clinics maybe, right, right at the beginning. That everyone that was involved in that business could sit around a dinner table. Wow. What year was that? I think they've been open now for, I think this is their ninth or tenth year. Well, I've, I've had my clinic in Canberra there for nine, for nine years and I was involved with them for about a year before that, before I opened up my own clinic. Mm. So it'd be t 10 years, that's 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, I'm actually the only person left. I'm, I think I'm the, the person that's been there the longest that's still involved in the company. Mm. Yeah. W what, why did you want to do that? What? Which bit? Well, it's Work for completely, them. well, it's a different concept completely. It's not surgery <clears throat> for a start. Well, um, I actually met one of the founders of that business, um, Bob Akmoyne, um, at a, a Christmas party for one of the um, medical companies that supplied um, product hmm. um, into the industry or to that. To, um, and he basically, we got, we got speaking and um, they had just, uh, they'd started laser clinics. Obviously it was successful, but nothing compared to what it is today. Hmm. Um, and they asked me to come across and step into their, their MD position, um, which I did for a while. And then an opportunity came up to purchase a clinic and I did that down in Canberra. Um, then gosh, after that, uh, stepped down from that MD role and then started, um, TCI, mm. um, with Bob Ack and his partner, not partner in life, business partner, <laughs> um, Alistair, yeah. um, and a plastic surgeon. So we started that. So I had to step out of the, the MD role at, at LCA, mm -hmm. um, and move across there. Um, and then gosh, that was obviously, um, a number of years and doing that and then opportunity came up to um get more involved with lca and purchase uh, other uh, other clinics hmm. and then so how many I, do you have now three empire no oh, not quite not <laughs> quite not enough not enough to retire no certainly not yeah um but look i you know i i enjoy the industry and it's it's interesting being someone that's involved that's not a doctor or a nurse or a therapist you know coming at it from I guess, a business perspective. And that's one of the reasons why I yeah. got you involved with the podcast. Yeah. So, um, it's not because you're a good conversationalist <laughs> or good look, not good looking, not a good conversationalist. No. Um, yeah. So looking at, you know, the industry and, you know, it's been interesting for me watching how, um, you know, 10 years ago, like just how quickly it's progressed, how common it is, mm. you know, the number of people that are involved, how many, how many people out there are, you know, having cosmetic procedures done, whether they're injectables or surgery or skin treatments, it's something that's just normal. Yeah. It's just normal now. So I guess I've seen, you know, most aspects of most aspects of the business um, or the industry as such, met lots of interesting people along the way. Um, so I guess I'm, I'm at this stage now and then we're here now doing the podcast. Inside aesthetics. Yeah. So what about yourself? So you... You're a pommy, so you know. I'll, I'll try not to hold that against you. So, you came. You when did you get to Australia? Um, okay, so I arrived in Australia Jan fifteen. Mm -hmm. um, going back to the UK medical school, I actually did three years of an anatomy degree before medicine. This is all in Manchester, um, and then five years of medicine after anatomy. So eight years at uni. There's a lot of wow. drinking. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of beer pong. Yeah. Beer pong no, that's American. Ah, oh, what we do you just, play in the UK? We just got smashed. <laughs> um, so eight years of uh, well, university. Yes, it was hard work, but it was good fun at the same time. Um, 
thanks for dad for funding that um yeah and then i moved back to london luckily got a job in london very competitive at that level of doctor to to get back to where you want particularly if you haven't trained in that region um moved around different hospitals did lots of uh you know when you're a junior doctor you sort of get what you're given but i was lucky to get um a lot of the surgical rotations which i wanted to do um and i realized quite quickly within probably six months yeah well about (laughs) six months of being a doctor I do not want to be a physician. I don't want to be a GP. I want to do surgery. Uh, I was really, I guess, drawn to um, a bit like what Dr. Shahidi said, the the doing and and the active sort of practicalities of achieving something, uh, you know, in front of your eyes, I guess, mm. rather than um, sort of managing chronic disease. That wasn't really what I wanted to do. Was it all types of surgery that you did? Um, started with uh, actually vascular surgery, which wow. is art- uh, arteries and veins, basically. Um, it was actually good fun, but you know, it wasn't something I was going to do long term. I-, I think when you're a doctor, you kind of end up wanting to do what you have enjoyed the most, and that often involves a good team, camaraderie, um, having the support. Um, yeah, and I just found that with surgery, it was just something that I could see myself doing longer term. Um, I did a lot of bowel surgery, so it's called colorectal surgery, and that was the main thing that I did. And I realised I, you know, was pretty good at that. Is that as uh, is that as messy as it sounds? <sighs> um, yes and no. I mean, look, <laughs> when you open up someone's abdomen, the last mm. thing you want to do is spill yeah. all of their feces inside the abdomen. That'd be a disaster. So. Uh, <laughs> You know, no, uh, you know, it's relatively clean, but yes, it's one of the dirtier right. specialties, I guess, if you want to put it that way. That's like, it's, it's a shit job. Yeah, good one. <laughs> um, and we did lots of bottoms as right. well. So there you go. Right. Um, but anyway, that was um, the main focus of my surgery. I did some breast surgery, so I had experience in um, both a little bit of cosmetic, but mainly cancer work. So doing like mastectomies and yeah. break on after that? Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, either removing lumps or, or the whole breast, unfortunately, mm. if that was needed. But then, yeah, reconstructing. So learn um, about implants, um, about using materials to create, um, I guess, a, a more of a support for bigger implants for people who are too small, or even using um, what's called a, a local flap where you can use some muscle and tissue from, say, the back, flip it around to the front and create a, a new breast, wow. or even taking fat. Like Tetris. Yeah, a little bit like that, yeah. <laughs> or even, you know, I guess the most extreme or, or the most um, advanced technique is taking fat and uh, tissue from the tummy and literally removing it from the body and then putting it back rather than flipping it across wow. like with the back. So that that was um, cool. And I guess um, as part of all of that on the side, I learned about cosmetic injectables very, very early on. Um, I think it was in my first year, Having graduated, I decided that, you know, with an interest maybe in plastics, I wasn't quite sure where I was going. Um, I thought it would be a useful skill to have. So where did you learn that? And where did you initially start learning about the dark arts? The dark <laughs> arts. Um, so, you know, I went to a course called Cosmetic Courses. Right. Um, that was just outside London, um, run by a plastic surgeon by a guy called um, Mr. Adrian Richards. So thank you, Adrian, if you're listening. Um, yeah, and actually they actually did a nice little... 10 year testimonial for me because they've, uh. they've seen my relatively uh, 
growing profile, I guess. Meteoric or, rise. Is that yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so that was nice of them. So, right. uh, you know, to keep in touch with your roots is nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I was just doing basic anti-wrinkle injections. Right. Very simple dermal fillers. Uh, this is, you know, 10, 11 years ago that we weren't doing jawlines and chin yeah. advancements and tear troughs. It was that that's all come more recently. Mm. Um, anyway, so I sort of juggled injectables with surgery. It was obviously very difficult to manage my time. Most of it was doing uh, hospital work and on call and nights and all of that drama. Um, yeah. And then, uh, you know, long story cut short, the UK system has had its problems. The NHS um if you've heard about that over here. So I, yeah. So I just decided, well, long-term in my career, can I sustain my training and and my career path in the UK? And I decided I couldn't. So I looked abroad. Um, I guess I was limited by language where my skills would allow me to go. So in America, you have to do further exams. Um, But Australia, luckily my qualifications were recognized and it's a great country. So I thought, well, why not? So you didn't have to um, sit any exams or any supervised periods. You just go straight in. The only thing I, I mean, they call it a supervised year. So yes, of course I was in a hospital. I wasn't yeah. out uh, doing my own thing. So, you know, you've got a consultant looking after you, you're in a team. So you are supervised. Yeah. Um, and to be a fully qualified doctor in Australia, you have to do that first year right. in, in a supervised post. I know there are other doctors from other countries, uh, you know, take an example, India, where they would have to do some extra exams. Mm. I forget the name, but um, in the UK, thankfully, you know, our, rec- our qualifications were recognised. So I did two years at Royal Prince Alfred Hospital in Sydney. Uh, again, fantastic, mainly doing the colorectal surgery again. Uh, moved around. Uh, luckily, I got some sort of city rotations rather than being moved out to the country. So I was at Concord, uh, Campbelltown, a few other places, again, doing different um, surgical specialties. And uh, long story cut short, so I'd been doing hospital work for about 10 years by that point. And uh, I thought I would take a year out because our daughter was on the way, Anushka, and she was born in March 17. So I was going to have some time anyway just to help my wife and look after her and do the daddy thing, which of course has been great. Um, And in that time off, I sort of uh, looked at my career options and I thought, well, can I really do this for another 35 years? It's pretty full on. Um, I was probably doing 100 hours a week. you know, it wasn't a walk in the park. It was high drama, high stress for a lot of it. Lots of night shifts, lots of long days. And, you know, when you don't have um, parental support here in Australia and all the other things put together, I realized that actually what I could do is make a career out of the cosmetic injectables, which is something I've always been excellent at. I just didn't have the the opportunity or the time, I guess, to really grow that in the UK. Um, I don't really look back since. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing it full time here in Australia for... I think just over two years now. Gosh, I feel like I need to go back and expand on my story. You've, you, yours was so in depth. detailed. I feel like oh, I feel rather boring now. Well, you know, I've got to sell myself <laughs> to the masses. <laughs> um, yeah, but, uh, you know, it's it's just interesting to see the arc of yep. essentially doing a U-turn from, from surgery to non-surgical treatments. Yep. Uh, and that's how we met. Yeah. So... Mm-hmm. So we work at um, LCA together, or laser clinics together. Indeed. Um, and then I guess maybe let's, um, in terms of the the birth of the podcast or what the idea behind it was. So yeah. I was sitting in my office minding my own business. <laughs> <laughs> and I came storming in, David, I've got an idea. Yeah. Um, 
I guess you know you've been in the industry as well mm. it's sort of been something on the back on the back of my mind not necessarily to do a podcast but to somehow talk to people in a way that is accessible uh fun i guess you know we all try to use social media for for educational purposes as well as fun and it's difficult to to get that engagement i think yeah um of course you know you can do a post yeah you get lots of likes but it's sort of it's not personal. Very impersonal. You're not really getting uh, that traction of, of trying to educate people as well as I guess we'd like. So, yeah. So, uh, you know, I think you told me about podcasts. You're, yeah. you're a podcast king. Well, I drive to Canberra a lot. So it's a long drive. It gets boring and, and lonely on your own. So. <laughs> right. so I listen to a lot of podcasts, um, particularly people like Joe Rogan, who has, you know, a plethora of like different, different guests from, you know, <laughs> you know, all walks of life, hmm. you know, from doctors to astrophysicists and UFC fighters. And so, you know, I've become a big fan of that. I think, you know, what, what draws me to them is just the long form conversation. It's not edited. Well, I don't think his are edited, um, but you know, there's no real agenda. It's just, let's have a chat. I'd like to, uh, you know, I want to pick your brain, have, you know, sitting down and having a conversation like you would, you know, at a bar or over dinner and, you yeah. know, you sit and have real conversations that are, that, um, are educational, informative, um, and you get to know the people that you're talking to. It doesn't. It's not a performance. It's a very natural conversation, yeah. so you can relate. Yeah. Um, and you know, yeah. So you came and said, "Look, I've got this idea for a podcast. Would you like to be a guest?" Sure. And then you said, well, "Maybe we do it together." So <laughs> you know, I guess because we come from different backgrounds, you know, yeah. I've been involved on the business side of things. And obviously, I'm not a doctor, or a, you know, I'm not a medical practitioner. Yeah. Um, but have been in the industry and. Um, have seen most things, yeah. Um, and obviously you're a doctor, so it's just, I guess, a good, a good uh, combination of medical and business, and between, you know, the people that I know and you know, yeah. Um, hopefully, you know, bring on board or get get people on, um, to have a chat, you know. Yeah. Um, I guess just to be clear, we are the hosts. Yes, we're not trying to impart our viewpoint of course we'll chip in and uh you know facilitate the conversation but what we want is to get on experts who are really sort of at the top of their game in their own field whether it be fiona who is on or or, or our future guests you know we, we really yeah. want to just like you said just have a chat about their own experience because they're the ones who have lived it who have done it and who are leading the way yeah um yeah. Of course, you know, you might have something to chip in with occasionally. I have something intelligent to say every now and again. <laughs> um, but, you know, a lot of these people are difficult to get to, you know, whether it be a surgeon, you know, you have to sit down there and pay a consult fee. And, you know, part of it is as a, I guess, a consumer or a potential patient is, you know, am I going to get on with this person? Yeah. Um, you know, or, you know, being able to have sometimes these conversations that you want to have with an expert, they they can be quite confronting. So yeah. you can sit there in, in your personal time and, and listen to things. Um, you know, you might not find every guest, um, you know, what you're looking for, um, but you just definitely try and keep it very broad, you know, whether they be surgeons or nutritionists um, or people involved in the health and fitness industry or business people. We're going to try and, I guess, showcase guests who come from all different, you know, uh, areas of the industry. Yeah. Um, and I think that's something that's dawned on us is that, you know, in terms of like looking good, feeling good, you know, being mentally well, they all fit together. Yeah. Um, it's, it's interesting how all of our conversations have in some way dovetailed. Yeah. Um, they've all complemented each other. Um, surgeons work with psychologists and nutritionists and, yeah. you know, all of these people 
really, if you think about it, if you know, if you're a listener to one of our podcasts and you're not necessarily interested in nose surgery, you may still learn something from from hearing about the consult process. Yeah. So yeah, so that's inside aesthetics. Um, we'll be launching. Feb, Feb 1? February, February the 1st, 1, which will be well. the day that hopefully yeah. people listen to this. We can work out how to do the upload. We're getting there. Yeah, we're getting there slowly. We, 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 yeah, to give you some context, if you're wondering, because you know we've told some people, well, we're doing this podcast. We've gone from knowing nothing about it at all to sourcing microphones, to getting a studio set up, to getting six of the very most talented people in Australia mm. recorded yeah, and I think we've done well. We have in a but short space of time. There's a there's a long way to go. Yeah, other than episode one with Fiona, where I forgot to push record on my mic channel. Yeah, that well, was a bit of a bummer. You know, you're out if if that happens again. So <laughs> you've learned one your strike lesson. policy. Nice. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. All the good. tyrant. Yeah. Well, we hope everyone enjoys the podcast. Yes. Um, um, we'll be also launching. Um, our content or bits and pieces of our content on various social media platforms. So we're probably looking to put together maybe short videos that we can put up on Instagram. Yeah. Um, that are, you know, probably not an hour and a half long, but no, we'll understand people, people have got a few minutes to spare and watch something that's interesting. So we'll try and keep it, you know, pertinent and interesting and, and different. So yeah, absolutely. tune in. Uh, if anyone listening to this does have any comments or ideas, people you would love to hear from or, you know, comments on how we can make it better or, or twist it to what's more relevant, please let us know. Or if you have any guests that you that you, you think would be great for our podcast. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Great. Well, we look forward to hopefully wowing you all and uh, see you in episode one. See you guys.